big rocks and all that sort of thing. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Yeah, sound check, sound yeah, check, sound check, sound check. So I read we were number one. No, we're number one. We're yeah. number one. Keep talking. Number one, and it feels good. It feels good to be at the top. Let me tell you, there's only one place to be in the charts, Mick. That's the top. Well, that's very interesting, John. Uh, but um, sadly, you're not talking about this pod, oh, are you? Oh, I see you're doing a segue from the sound check that you illegally recorded of me. What? What? Yes. What? Let's let the readers know how this thing works. Well, I think let's pull I, I back think the curtain on Mick Wall. No, I think we're pulling back the curtain on Johnny <laughs> James Houghton. Actually, I'm just deflecting, Mick. I'm just deflecting. No, no, I'm no. Well, I'll tell you what he was doing. Right, he was saying to me, "Here, look at my cricket pod. Look, it, you see, <laughs> you see, there's nothing there. And then as soon as season two starts, you can see on the graph, it goes. It's like a direct vertical. It's like a rocket ship." Straight to the top, yeah. where, where it has stayed Rocket every ship day, to Mars. every day ever since. Yeah. And uh, did you actually go to number one? We are, as we speak, oh. at number one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but what is that? That's on the. It's only a. Sp- what is that on the? It's a. It's a what's on the, the, the? Let me give you some the, context. The wicket. Yeah, it's on the cricket podcast. Top wicket cricket pod. podcasts in in the UK. That's where it there is. There must be a few of those. There are. There's, a, there's about, I think, 19 pages of them on the chart listing. 19 pages? Loads of them. Loads of them. Right. Uh, and, and despite Every not being as good as the others, you're number one. Yeah, I don't know how that... It's a bit like being, you know, I mean, it's like being Iron Maiden or something, isn't it? You know, you might not be the best band, <laughs> but you're at the top. Well, that's, that's an interesting point interesting of view, John. Point, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not one I necessarily I remember discussing share. that with Rod Smallwood one day, yeah. Chatting away, well, they're not the well, he best. Does cricket, cricket, doesn't he? Oh, he's he like, does love he's like your friend yeah. Jeffrey Boycott. He's from up north. <laughs> he's cricket and rugby. We see. Cricket. I believe Rod's from Huddersfield, isn't he? Well, that's Yorkshire, isn't it? It is Yorkshire, and yeah. that's where Jeffrey's from. Yeah, Jeffrey is from Fitzwilliam, which oh, is a, is that posh Yorkshire? No, not at all. No, oh. it's a, a pit village. Yeah. <gasps> so was Jeffrey, you know, his, destined for the pit? Yeah, his father was a father was a miner. Yeah. But he, he ended up playing a, a Puffs game. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I think that's what they would have said in those days. It, down Pitt. Down Pitt. No, they all love... Down Pitt. They go, yeah. I'm not boy, talking, anyway, I'm your not, son Jeffrey's a right Puff. I'm not talking to you about it, and I'm not using... Oh, wow. That. Why are you going to talk to me about it? Why? Oh, because it's too serious. <laughs> Mustn't make fun of because John's, the reader because the readers want point. to hear about heavy metal days. Oh, okay. Fair which is why I steered you towards Iron Maiden because it it's a seamless link into today's <laughs> subject. Which you and mistakenly you mistakenly blabbed out on the last podcast. No one remembers because you didn't know what we were doing. It's, no, you see that's a that's a wild interpretation. I, the way I would present that fact is that I was uh, very busy with my deep dive <laughs> yeah. research and you were kind of talking and I, 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 I just had, I, what's that, mate, yeah, you know, yeah. like that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think anybody even remembers. So I tell you what, John, why don't you introduce the subject of today's podcast? Well, tangentially does connect to Iron Maiden, oh, to Rod Smallwood, oh. and so it features one of his... Uh, Former, I mean, I suppose he is still one of his mates. I don't know. Is he still one of his mates? Mm, I don't colleagues, know. Colleagues, former colleagues. Oh, I'm sure they... Something like this. I'm sure they know each other. But it's public. obviously a story that has implications for the music industry, which is why we're talking about it today. Well, let's row back here. First of all, tell people who and what we're talking okay. about. And, what, and then we'll explain the connection to Iron Maiden. Okay, so we're talking about a company, and I've still not worked out why it's called this, because it's... 
also the name of another famous company yeah. in the Which music has business. Nothing to do with this. She has nothing to do with this. But this is Hypnosis. Mm. Hypnosis Songs Fund. Right. Which is run by a man called Merck Mercuriadis. Who we mm. first encountered back in the 80s yeah. when he worked for Iron Maiden. He worked for Iron Maiden, worked for Rod Smallwood, uh, which back in the day was called... What was the name of the company? Sanctuary. Sanctuary, that's it. Thank you very much. Sanctuary Management, which Rod Smallwood and Andy Taylor... His partner. Dave Shack. Dave Shacky went in Ed and he still does, I think, maybe. Shagger, does no, he? No, Shagger ended up at... Um, uh, I was going to say CBS, at Sony... Yeah, no, no, no. He started. Did he not? Did he not go oh, back no, he's to back. Rod? So I'm right, sure he went back right. to because no, I saw him a c- couple of years ago at cricket. Ran yeah. into him at the cricket. He said no. Cricket. He was back, yeah, he was back working with Rod and doing very well. I love cricket. Doing Football. very well. I and Howard cricket. Howard worked there for a while. Howard Johnson. Howard Hughes. Howard Johnson. I don't know that name. Worked for. Rod. I don't know who that is. Isn't that just he's one of dead your gay you. friends? He's dead to you. What is it with you and the? You the know. G word, yeah, gangster, <laughs> gangster, the was... gangster of Didcot. Watch what? out, here he comes, <laughs> toddling down the street. OG, OG, yeah, OG, OG, with the emphasis on the O. Oh yeah, double OG, <laughs> VOG, very old gangster, very original, old yeah. whatever. Um, so this is all marvellous, yeah. Um, but Merck worked there at the time, didn't he? he worked at Sanctuary. Yeah. I remember him being. He sort of like when Rod. Began to build the His stable, empire. I suppose, yes. the empire. In LA. So it started with Maiden, but then it included Lita Ford, did it, at one point? No, not Lita no. Ford. It was Iron Maiden, Wasp. Wasp, that's it, did yes. Did it Femme Fatale for a while? Or, or some other... No, female. Anne Boleyn. That's it, Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn. Good name. Who Rod Good uh, name. got to know very well, I think. Good name, Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn, yeah. yeah. Um, and The for? Almighty... Who did she sing for, Amber? Or was it just Amber? I think she was just uh, Amber Lynn. Maybe I can't remember. I remember the first album, uh, Headless. Uh, <laughs> it was a classic. That's terrible. You know um, what the best track was though. Track three. Yeah, you go. Yes, there you you go. Track three, Amber Lynn. And the Almighty, they were in the stable. Yeah, yeah. yeah the stable. You had uh, dealings with uh, well, Merck, Merck, Merck uh, and uh, the Almighty, didn't you? New Merck. I say new. I mean. Inverted commas, you know. Yeah, I thought you were like best um, mates. Yeah, aren't you always um, just running off with Merck to no. like you know, make plans? Yeah, yeah, plans for the Almighty. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was well. This must have been slightly later than that because this was at Raw magazine. So yeah. this is post Kerrang. This would have been 92, 94, 93, 94, something like that. 94, so the Almighty were a reasonable. Because did you and I go to that meeting with Rod? We went to loads of meetings with Rod. But he was sitting there pontificating. Yeah. And in the barrage of and so words, you. he says something like, I don't want to do the almighty, they'll be on cover. Yeah, that's and right, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where you go with Rod and he goes, he'll tell you all about Iron Maiden and like, we'd, yeah, we'll do a cover for this, and we'll give you the exclusive, because he was great like that, going, yeah. we'll give you a little exclusive here, Yeah. but in return we'll get this. And you go, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's absolutely how it works that's fine you know maiden a such a massive band for the readership a little exclusive here is yeah, worth yeah, yeah. something Swap to C's. all of us exactly you, you scratch my back i you know you get the seks i get the seks that's <laughs> that's how it works yes yeah, that's right but then i think rod had you know probably towards the end of the lunch somehow factored <laughs> in the almighty as well into this cover he definitely debate. bulldozed it past. Yeah. There was no sort of pause to kind of go, yeah, you're okay with that, right? It was like, yeah. oh, almighty. On cover. And we were yeah. looking at each other going, he's you already see, onto something else. Yeah, and see, the problem with that is not that the almighty weren't a good band. It's just like, at that time with Raw, it was very precarious. And mm. if, you, if you put a big band on the cover, your sales that fortnight or whatever it was would be fine. But if you got it wrong, mm. there was a, a big drop-off. And you you just couldn't afford to get it wrong. Basically. And that would be basically a month in the wilderness yeah, because it yeah. only came out every two and, weeks. You know, yeah, and then it sort of affects your advertising, all of the boring stuff. Yeah. But basically, we used to get it in the neck if the sales <laughs> went down. And, you know, putting the Almighty on the cover would be a risk, risk, risk. You yeah, know, not in, just in that a, context in those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like saying, oh, well, you know, let's put, I don't know, who would be a kind of mid-level 
Yeah, I can't think. Like of, I can't of think Kerrang, of one. Now. Where we'd put chainsaw massacre. No, exactly, because it didn't matter because uh, Kerrang was the only metal or man. Rusty's dumpy nuts. Yeah, whatever they were called. Yeah, um, you couldn't do you you couldn't do that with. I mean, I think remember did we not have a theory or something that at any one time there were only six bands that you could put on the cover? No, of that Raw. was one of your you and something your EMAP like, chums yeah, coming up. But with it that. was kind of true, so it would be. Within that, so it would be like Guns and Roses were one, Iron Maiden would be one, probably at that point Pearl Jam would be one. You know, there were Nirvana. two or three, Nirvana, there were probably a couple of others, but that was it, you know. You couldn't put Aerosmith on the cover, for example. That would be actually a risk, you know, let alone the Almighty. Really? Aerosmith? Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so, so anyway, so, yeah. d- so in Rod's mind... <laughs> We had agreed to put the Almighty on the cover. Yeah, because we'd in gone minds, to the, like, the, just, the drinks or yeah. whatever. So now that's implicit. We do everything. In our minds, we're just coming out going, we got it, we got it, we got our name, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. <laughs> but that's in his we, mind, he's like, we got it, we got it, the Almighty on the cover. Did yeah. they go on the cover in the end? I can't remember. That's what I, Now I've remembered. Come closer to the mic. Now shot. I've remembered what we did. This is how we got it. So anyway, Merck phoned me up. Like a cu- whenever whenever the cover was supposed to be, like talking about the cover, and it didn't. And it, I was like, "Merck, we're not putting the Almighty on the cover." He's like, "Oh, you know, it's sold in. It's like the album's out on this date because they're on your cover here, and it's this and it's that." And it was this huge screaming match. Down, well, I wasn't screaming; he was screaming. Was he? He was actually screaming. I don't know if he was. I could be doing him a disservice. Someone screamed at me. Lots of people screamed at me in those days. That happens to you, doesn't it? It's like a whipping boy. Not just those like, days. If those you were having a bad day, it was like let's phone that dick up and scream at him. And this has persisted. It, but, yeah, and uh, and then I think Rod might have. Merck, uh, the only reason, if Merck did Merck scream, running to the, Rod, the only reason he? Merck did scream, if he screamed, or say screamed, I mean shouted, the only reason he would have shouted if he did shout was that he knew he would then have to go to Rod and say, they're not on the cover, at which point, bloody hell, yeah, Rod would you shout, fucked it up, yeah, Rod would shout with me, yeah, it was yeah. all agreed, yeah, yeah, Rod would shout at him, so it was just shouting coming down the line, you know. So what we did, I now rem- I only remember when I was saying it to you then, we did, uh, in inverted commas, the sex issue. And on the cover was Ricky, who was the almighty singer, and his wife at the time. Vanessa. Vanessa Warwick, Warwick. who was the... Oh, yeah, because she was his wife. Yeah, yeah. And she used to present Headbangers, Headbangers Ball or something. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how we got out of it. So they were on the cover, but we were selling this idea that inside there'd be loads of... Sexy pictures of, uh, and didn't I do the interview with it? I'd, I'd, Mick, I've only just remembered <laughs> that that's how we got. Yes, but you see, I so, wrote the story, so you'll remember that, obviously. Oh, I would have read it several. I'd probably read it you once probably, a year yeah, just for inspiration. Exactly, it's there, like in the yeah, archive, yeah, top shelf, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, now I, I tell you why I remember it, and I, 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 well, I only barely remember it, but there was blowback. I remember we did, I did the interview. And the thing came out, and I heard from you a week or two or so. You know, it was like, oh no, Ricky's really not happy. That's you right. Mis- he you misquoted. Was, yes, him. he. That maybe that was when he shouted at me. Maybe it was afterwards when he shouted at me. What? Maybe he shouted you're, at me twice. You're, you're shifting the blame maybe, on me. No, maybe he shouted. No, I don't think it was your. I don't think it was your. I think it was. No, it was me that I. I definitely was told. I'd made, you know, usual thing, you've made it up, yeah. you've misquoted him. Usual thing with you. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We, all, we all knew that, you know, it came in in the second post. <laughs> in fairness, in those days, I mean, I came from, uh, in terms of music writing, I'd done stuff for other people, but my main background has been Sounds magazine. Yeah. And those are the days where... Uh, music papers completely bossed the group. Yeah, someone that on Twitter sounds clips. Yes, put up yeah. uh, me reviewing the singles in October 1980, and somebody commented saying you'd never read reviews like that now. Yeah, because it was all piss taking and yeah, yeah. saying that people are shit. Yeah, <laughs> worse than shit. Don't fucking ever talk to me about them again. And um, uh. What were you talking about? Well, you, that, that was the start. I mean, there, there were... Who was the guy Oh, on... uh, yes. Yeah, so, so what I was going to say is, um, 
there were times in those days when my shitty old cassette player might chew oh, up the table. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, you couldn't hear half the things anyway. But all the interviews ever were were, how's it going? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a weekly and you're going to yeah. interview them again a yeah. month or two. Well, there were, who was the guy? There was a famous guy, I can't remember who it was, who didn't used to record his interviews. He used to say, remembered them. Nick Kent. Yeah. Nick it's Kent. Like, you remembered them. You know, there's like 5,000 words with, I don't know, whoever. And people used to go, no, that yeah. is what I said. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I was remembered doing PR them. in uh, 1980, we were doing this rockabilly band called Whirlwind. And they'd been around a while. It's like, that, you know, that, that usual thing. They'd come out with a record in a lot of excitement, a lot of press. Then second record, it all kind of just vanished. The novelty had worn off. And we couldn't, we're desperately trying to round up the troops to get someone to interview them. Finally, it turns out Nick Kent is doing a story for NME on Rockabilly right. and wants to come to the office and interview Whirlwind. We're going, what is that yes. the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, yeah. We've got Nick Kent, <laughs> NME. Oh, yeah, we're very good people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he comes in. And uh, he's in there for an hour or so with them. And they all come out. We say goodbye to Nick. He steals loads of albums to go and buy his drugs, you know. And um, I said to the boys, how was it? They went, they looked really freaked out. They were like, we don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? They said, well, um, he he didn't have a tape recorder. I thought, oh, shit. Um, I said, oh, that's perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah, normal practice. I said, what, notes? He said, no, he didn't take notes. (laughs) He said he would just remember, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. And then they said, um, but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was he sat there throughout the whole interview with his eyes closed. <laughs> well, that's because he was remembering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously completely out of his fucking head. <laughs> He's interviewing them with his eyes closed. Yeah. No tape recorder, no notes. Yeah. Did he ask us any questions? No, he just let us talk. <laughs> Well, in those days, pretty much the only question was, how's it, yeah, going, how's it going, boys? And they talk for 20 minutes or whatever. Well, we've yeah, done a yeah. new record. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah. It's even better than all our other So, anyway, really so what happened was you you went up to Ricky Warwick. And you said, at Sanctuary. you said, don't worry, Ricky, I've not got a tape recorder. <laughs> I'm going to remember it. But I am going to close my eyes. Yeah, I'm going to close my eyes. And, when and that's when he... Drone <laughs> on about the new That's album. when he became alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> No, in those in days, fact, Ricky, I'm actually going to go home now because <laughs> I pretty much know what you're going to say. Because of the whole Axel thing, there was a, a cloud over me and right. it had become, I think there was a lot of backlash because I'd been this big I am in the 80s and mm. early, very early 90s. And, um, and, and now it was time to give him a good kicking. Yeah. Um, that's how the Brits are. That's what we're, tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, that's what we like. The media build them up, knock, knock them down. down. It's I've like it's like down. Gaza or someone. You know, it's like that young exactly lad who played for right. England the other night, Bellingham. Yeah. How long is it going to be before we're all saying, yeah. get rid of Bellingham? Yeah. You know, I, I'm idiot. already saying. It. Yeah. I'm like, well, who exactly. does he think he is? Yeah. You see it when he banged his head? No. Yeah, I he, didn't see it. You didn't I see read the match. about it in the paper. You didn't see the match? No. Okay. Um... Well, he, he banged his head against the deep. They both had a clash of heads. Right, right. Oh, Bellingham's lying on the ground, you know, <laughs> polaxed. Yeah. I'm like, get up. Waiting for the ref girl. to get his red card. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was the another one. I tell you what, all joking aside, um, uh, Bellingham, there was a clash. Are we really going to have a digression about a football match that's going to be about three weeks old by the time this comes out? No, this is, this is historic. <laughs> this guy runs into Bellingham and he, he genuinely knocks him over but it's like he hits him with his head in the chest you know yeah. and Bellingham is thrown backwards but as he goes backwards he puts his hands over his face like, oh, oh right no. okay he's been head butted yeah and I'm like mm, mm, yeah. I don't like that so you're already cutting him down although in the, all the reports I read he'd had a brilliant game and had won the match for England apart from that one yeah you, you are now so this is what people were doing to you they were going yeah, we used to like his stuff in the... And, and, and then he ripped off yeah. the kids. And he ripped off the kids. He, he did Axel wrong. And then he went to interview Ricky Warwick. And he didn't remember what Ricky had said properly. Because he was there with his eyes closed. Yeah, he, he wasn't even recording it. He didn't record it. Um, well, I did record it. And I, I, to this, I remember you saying this to me weeks later. And me going, 
I don't know what he's talking about. What what misquote? Because it was a really positive. It was on the yeah, cover with his bird. It was like we're not going to put him on the cover. <laughs> you know, he's marginal to be on the cover. We're not going to inside say, oh, actually, it's crap. Yeah. yeah. yeah Let honestly. me. Do you know what you said? The world was a good place. I'm writing that you said the world was a bad yeah, place. Yeah. That's I'm Nick always. Yeah. yeah. I rip off the kids. The kids. I start controversy and, and shit. Yeah. I start shit. So there's probably an argument about that, was there? I don't know, but back to Merck. So back that's Merck. who so, Merck was in so those days. That's who he was days. in those who days. Who is he now? Well, then he went, then he went off and he, he was still managed. Mm. And he managed, um, as you say, all those other bands. Because there was a point where maybe that was around when he left. Because Rod did briefly manage Guns N' Roses, didn't he? In the oh, very, got very that early right. days. No, they were offered to him and he turned them down. Turned them down, that's right. In fairness, everybody turned them down. Yeah, yeah. And he already had poison. That's right, that's He's right, like, well, yeah. I've got poison. Yeah. Why do I need these troublemakers? Yeah. Then we go beyond that, mm. back into the the wilderness years, the Guns N' Roses wilderness years, was it? Well, I think it was when they were making Chinese democracy, Chinese democracy and Merck was managing them. Because by then they'd got rid of Alan Niven. Yeah. Um... Uh, at, at this point, they'd been managed. They'd, they'd been to see Sharon Osbourne, and she turned them down. Um, oh, because when you say they, you basically mean Axel now. Isn't oh it? yes, because there is Chinese, no they. Yeah, there is no they anymore. Not at that yeah, point. It's no. Axel and Bucket Bum. Buckethead, and, yeah. You know, John Bumble Five and a Half. Bumble shit. Yeah. You know, whatever his name was, Bumblebee. Yeah. Stumble Bumble. Yeah. No one remembers me, Bumble. Yeah. Never played on him. Him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was no day. It was Axel. Irving um, Azoff managed yeah. them for two minutes. Right, yeah. So there you go. I've yeah. got some stories we'll tell there one day. But um, yeah, and, and so suddenly then, looming on the horizon, comes Merck Mercuriadis. And he manages Guns N' Roses. He manages, as you say, was it Beyonce? And like lots of big acts. He's suddenly yeah. involved. I mean, maybe it's the company he's working for, whatever, but he's involved in the management of these big acts. Yeah, he's involved, um, yeah. Yeah. But then he has an idea when streaming comes along. He has an idea that actually the thing to do, the next move to make in the music business is to buy the back catalogues of artists. So get them to, you approach a really big legacy artist and you say, you're coming towards the end of your days, old chap. Yeah, you haven't had a hit for years. Would you like a nice big retirement pot? But mm. you, it's basically like a big version of, you know when you're watching afternoon TV and it says, do you want to release the equity in your house? <laughs> and you're basically signing away your house, but you get the money now. Mm. And then when you pop your clogs, they sell the house and keep the rest of it. See, I, I, I did that, but I cut out the middle. Yeah, you just uh, sold your I house. I just sold the yeah, house. Yeah. So it's that kind of idea that you like, you, you know, you, you're Bob Dylan or who, I don't know if Bob Dylan. No, he did. Yeah, he oh, sold. Okay. They've all sold. So, okay. Francis so Bob, Rossi sold. Because it's a good idea. It's like you're in your 60s or 70s and you think, well, I'm more towards the end than the beginning, mm. and you know, yeah, what they what hip, hypnosis is doing is saying you're not going to be around for the next 50 years, but we are, so we'll get the benefit of the next 50 years, but you get the money now. now. That's good. what you call Saudi yeah, money, it's, it's and good, it was Saudi money. It's a good deal for everybody, you know. So well, I mean, it should be a good deal. Tens of millions, hundreds, hundreds of in of some money. cases, hundreds. So I think hypnosis made a big thing of you know because I guess the way you get that kind of business rolling is you have to get a couple of the big guns. You know, you have to get Dylan to sell. Yeah. You have to get so I don't know. But, Springsteen or Tom Petty it, or someone like but that. But there's a chicken and egg factor, meaning and you can't get to a Dylan until you've already signed right, you I know, don't know, Francis so, yeah. Rossi and all these other people. I mean, loads of them. But he also had investors in America, I think yeah. some here. I don't have to stock it. I mean, I, I'm not a business. I don't know how it works. But I, you know, he was all, I had lo a bit of contact with him in 2016 and he was perpetually going to New York, back to London, New York. It was all business deals and it was all to do with getting him hypnosis off the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they get off the ground. They've got all... And, and, and so the so loads then, of public saying, oh, what yes, an amazing but they're, but, idea. But also, yeah, but they're also buying... They're not just buying legacy acts. They're buying kind of like... I think one of them they bought was Justin Timberlake. Yeah, they're mopping but up But yeah, who you probably go like, Justin Timberlake, is essentially now an actor. Mm. He's not going to go back to being a pop. So it's a good deal for him. You know, he's like, yeah, I don't want it anymore. You, you have it, you know. 
for a nice but here's the then you start to think right yeah but actually how are they going to make that money back well i think the idea at the time was it you know obviously streaming and all that but the other idea was you know millions of television channels millions of platforms tiktok i don't think tiktok hadn't come along yet but the idea was whatever emerges um, movies, TV shows. Yeah, licensing and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is very but, uh, lucrative. Yeah, but is it as lucrative as the sums you're paying out? Ah, well, that's well, that's where we are today. That's where we are at the moment. That's yeah. where we are today. Yeah, because as reported in The Times, ah, that I'm going to read you the first oh, please do. paragraph of The Times story. This do, they, do they go hard and heavy on it? I think this is very much like when... He read your almighty piece. I'm sure he's having <laughs> the same sort of reaction. Whether I'm not saying this journalist just closed their eyes, <laughs> but that could be. A, we should that we should pioneer that yeah, style. Yeah, that, that tactic. Well, you Psychic have, interview. We, do, we don't need to do it. You did do it. The mood music doesn't get any better at Hypnosis Song Fund. Great name. But what a starting point that is. The mood music. See what they've done. Indeed, the song remained much the same. Very good, very good. Get that. At the beleaguered music rights business yesterday, as it announced that it was scrapping its dividend because it was getting less than half the royalty payments that it had expected from its American portfolio. See, that's a polite way of saying You've they fucked up. Yeah. Because what I was thinking when I read this was, and I know this is a slightly serious point, but you go, like, if you pay all that money for Bob Dylan's catalogue, right, there's no new generation of Bob Dylan fans. And I don't mean that facetiously. It's like my daughters, they don't want to listen to Bob Dylan. Not in a million years. Are you sure? And, and this is predicated... Not even on, blowing in the wind. This is predicated on not just them listening to it, but their kids listening to it. And it's just not going to happen, is it? I mean, it's like, you know, well, things have their time. Yes, but then, you know, there are... I mean, we're talking... And I'm just Dylan. saying Dylan there, but, I mean, essentially that's the principle for all of them. Yeah. Francis, Rossi, I mean, you know, are people going to be listening to status quo? Ah, well, here, here's what they will be listening to. Um, first of all, I have to say... Uh, for clarity and legalese, I'm not entirely sure if Dylan signed with Hypnosis. I no, think he may have taken a huge deal yeah. from his label, but Hypnosis began that trend very much so. Um, but the idea is that, say, we mentioned status quo. Okay, yeah. Status quo have had something like 61 hit singles in this country, right? But what are the ones everybody knows that you can use in these contexts? So here we go. Whatever you want. Yeah. That will last forever. Yeah. Uh, rocking all over the world, which they didn't write. So you can't, there's nothing in it for them. Yeah. Um, and the others, I think, go into a, a, a second tier of very catchy, but I mean, you know, Caroline, Down Down. Yeah. But they're not, yeah, they're not worth millions is what I'm saying. You know, they're not, they're worth something. But they're mm. not worth millions. No. And, uh, and going forward, their value naturally is going to decrease, isn't it? I mean, you might get, yeah, you might get a sort of, you know, it's a bit like when Tarantino came along and all of a sudden he's licensing all this old surf music or something. And it's briefly has its moment in the sun again. But people aren't still listening to Dick Dale or whatever it was, you know. It was just a brief, nice little cash in, but it's not going to last forever, you know. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the... Uh, what are you looking at, John? I'm looking at the catalogue of, um, uh, what are they called? The Song Fund. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Come on, hit, hit us with some big oh, there's names. there's millions of names on here. Is Elton it's, on there? It's huge. Um, Axel. Well, it's done. Maiden. Done A Maiden by. on there. Don't tell me Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter isn't an obvious for every horror well, don't, movie. I, in fairness, I don't think Bob Dylan is on there. No, so. I don't think he's... I think that was something he did with his label. Yeah, so... But that, that was the principle, as we were saying. Okay, so I'll give you some of the names on here. Uh, 10CC. Ah, a lot of... Know. I'm Not In Love. Yeah, That's exactly. the top line. That's the one that will make money, and the rest will be... See how we go. 
Yeah, but maybe this is this says what their portfolio is. I tell you what, it one says of it, in, it says big this ones. includes the following songwriters. So maybe they don't have all of their catalogue. I tell they you, the 10cc song after "I'm Not in Love," the one that actually generates even more money than that in terms of being used in TV shows or commercials or whatever. The things we do for love, the things we do for love. Doodle, doodle, you know that one? I don't. Yes, you do. I don't. I fucking lie. I don't. I'm you just, lie. I'm just looking through this wow. list. This list. Wow, John. There's lies. actually. It's a really, really long list. There's not like loads of people that you would necessarily. Can you know maybe on. name one while we're waiting for you, John? Okay, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, they had that one yeah, hit. Didn't exactly. They? Yeah. yeah. Well, one big album. You know. You yeah. Say they had yeah, one, they had. Yeah, in America, it was yeah. two or three, wasn't there? Yeah, one big album. The guy from Snow Patrol, Jonathan Kane of Journey. Oh, so what, that, what you're getting there, I mean, that's great. probably getting great value there because you're getting a piece of Don't Stop Believing, aren't you? Well, that Which probably is, a, probably is a song that would, you know, so Lindsay Buckingham, Leonard Cohen. So there's some big names on this. Mark Ronson. Oh, really? Yeah. Neil Young. Nikki Six. <laughs> Hang on. Nikki Six. Six. I say it again, Nikki Six. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Richie Sambora, okay, Rick James. So, well, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, um, again, when you're talking, go back, what did you say? Richie but, Sambora. Okay, well, that will be for, because they didn't write well, Living on a Prayer or any of that. That will be, what, Wanted, Dead yeah. or Alive? But anyway, they've got this huge catalogue of songs. But I suppose the point is, how long are they viable for? That's the question, isn't it? Well, I think, obviously, the the... I would have thought the vision, the selling point would be, you know, we've got virtual reality is here, AI is yeah, coming. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to go to the cinema anymore. You're going to sit at home in your fucking yeah, hermetically yeah, yeah. sealed unit and you're going to get all this music pumped into you. And I must say, my kids, um, uh, I think millions of kids now, will do get into old stuff, but they usually through TikTok. You know, Fleetwood Mac had that big moment about 18 months ago when there was a TikTok video of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly it went back in the charts. Or Kate Bush with Running Up That Hill or, you know, there's... Yeah, there's... Well, but I remember doing a big piece on Guitar Hero, the game. Yeah. Because Guns N' Roses has had a song... Didn't you do that for me? Yeah, I think yeah, I did. I think yeah. I That's did. why I first learned the expression special source. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, but I mean, that was like a kind of unexpected serendipitous windfall for Guns N' Roses. They have a song on that. All of a sudden, it's the biggest selling yeah. game in the world, you know, for what a brief period. So, yeah, I guess there are those kind of events that, that yeah, have, you know. Not gonna, I mean, yeah, all um, the games that my boy plays is, you know, I don't know what they're called, but, you know, they're really, you know, Call of Duty or whatever it fucking is. They've got, all, they've got, I imagine Slayer or people like that would be good for me. Yeah, I mean, so this. So anyway, so the story goes on. So his latest in a blur, series of blows to investors send the share price share price to an all time low. That's not good. In a statement, do you think there'll be John? Do you think there'll be blood on the boardroom floor? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think that's I where, you're like going, where you're going, isn't it? Um, so what had happened was uh, they thought. Um, no, take the your bungled, time, mate. Take the your time. bungled valuation. This is the valuation of the of the the revenue stream they oh. had. The bungled valuation stemmed from a recent decision taken in the United States to increase the royalties that artists are paid from ten point five percent to fifteen point one percent. Hypnosis had believed that would benefit the fund, but it had underestimated how much Spotify and other streaming services were already paying. Most were already recognising the higher rate settlement ruled by the US Copyright Royalty Board, so the uplift was less than expected. So we're already getting right. that uh, sort of rate. And also how it works with Spotify is that all the publishing goes to the label, and then the label decides what they're going to do. Right, and, right. and so this huge thing about, ah, oh, Spotify have killed the royalties from you. No. Well, they no. pay the royalties to the record company, and the record company goes... Bloody yeah. spot! You only got three p on that, as is it? proven by you when you got the uh, the, the big payment, uh, royalty the, the SEK payment. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, which we mentioned on a previous yeah. pod. We must mention again. Yeah, 
because I got this. I mean, thing. never mind Mert Mercuriadis and his yeah. billion dollar deal. Yeah, this is real money. This is proper money coming in. Yeah, this is almost yeah. Saudi money. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a notification saying something like it was like one thousand two hundred and something had been earned from the pod. Yeah. I'm like, baby. Yeah. But then it's like deducted this, deducted that. And then the bottom line was how much you actually invoice for. It was like 512 or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, baby, yeah. 512. That's not bad for two years. Well, terrible, but, you know, for two years. Yeah. Um, I, I, but it had SEK. Anyway, so I looked mm. up SEK, Swedish Krona. Yeah, that's the thing. 500 and something Swedish Krona translates to... About thirty-seven pounds. Yeah. So it's disappointing when that happens, and I think hypnosis yeah, I, found it disappointing. I'm on a similar level yeah, here of yeah, disappointment. Yeah. So what they're now trying to do is sell a fifth of their portfolio to a, another fund, a, a similar fund, to raise capital. Oh, that doesn't sound good, does it? But it says here that uh, the the other the other fund is a Blackstone fund. Now, if you know anything about Blackstone, Blackstone are a giant financial company who basically buy businesses right and then either break them up or leverage them i don't know yeah, i don't understand like that. that stuff if i understood that stuff i'd be doing it yeah. you know because you make saudi you'd money be making doing, saudi money. you make saudi money doing that stuff but you see blackstone are involved but it also says a blackstone fund also run by merc mercuriadis really yeah you see, now that's an interesting point you make because um, Sanctuary, you know, who don't exist anymore as far as I know, but, you know, my Iron Maiden book came out on Sanctuary. Yeah. And um, without going into the actuality, there was, we discovered, we, my agent, yeah. and his legal department that put the frighteners on them, discovered years later that there had been a transference of ownership and it was all on a bit of paper in handwriting. Yeah. It was like from Rod to Andy. Right. Literally. Yeah. But neither one of them owned it. I did. But does that matter? No. Because did I get any money for it? No. Did they? Yeah. There's loads of versions of that book out now. Saudi money. Saudi money, on. my friend. Yeah. But Merck. Let me tell you about Merck. Yeah, do. Um... He he pulled a fast one on me. I kind of yeah. knew it at the time, but yeah. I was very disappointed. Yeah, you would be. Because I'm a I'm a idealistic. You're a straight shooter. I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. You know, if I say I'll do it, I might do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll come to your gig, mate. When is it? Yeah. <laughs> did you Tonight, listen to the album? Say. I certainly I said, did. Yeah. Oh, what, track three. Three. Um, special. Some. Uh, writing my latest Guns N' Roses book in 2016, and I've managed to, you know, really interview loads of people. Yeah. And of course, he, he's did on the list. Did you have your eyes closed, or did you? Obviously. Yeah. Um, it's easier on the phone, isn't it? Yeah. You, just, you can just, you literally so you just sit. Trouble with Zoom. You can, you can very quietly put the phone yeah. down, just yeah. go into another room. Yeah. You, that's the problem with Zoom. They can see you. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. I've run out of excuses you know to explain should, why I'm not putting my video up. You know what you should do? Is you should get a pair of those glasses that have the eyes on the outside, <laughs> on the lenses, and just put those on. No, I have got a pair, but they're yeah. on spring. So the, <laughs> the eyeballs come out like that. They're not quite yeah. as convincing. Yeah, slash, slash. Have a look at this. You <laughs> you'll like this. Oi, mate. Slash, this will slash, make, slash. This will on, make you on, laugh. On. Just before we start, look, look at this. <laughs> Boom, boing, out they come. <laughs> you can have one sat. You're yeah. always wearing sunglasses, yeah. mate. Yeah, here you go. Boing. <laughs> Especially when one goes first. Yeah. Boing, and they go like, boing. Yeah. And they go like, boing, and boing, and boing. Um, so I'm working on the Guns N' Roses book. So I, I approach Merck. And to my astonishment, he says he'll talk to me. Hadn't seen that coming. Yeah. Um, so long story short, we end up having lunch at a place in London. Um, it was a really kind of nice Italian restaurant good a good restaurant yeah and i remember he had salad and water yeah well he's from la isn't he now essentially <laughs> well he's i had essentially from well LA. He, yeah no he had it in those days i don't know about now but in those days he still lived in london oh okay because he had family i presumably right. kids at school and that i don't and know maybe he does now i don't know where he lives who knows who knows who knows um 
And uh, so I'm like, oh, fuck, right. So I better have salad and water, you know, because I'm mirroring. You do, yeah. It's what you always do. They drink, you drink. That's yes. the rule. Yeah. Yes, especially when yeah. you're the one with the exactly. tape recorder in yeah. your pocket, yeah. you know. It's the rule, absolute standard rule. But I did think I might go for some fries. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. fucking load of leaves well, I don't and want to water. Eat, yeah, I agree with you. I'd have, I'd have just said what I'm... So I said, should we get some fries? And he looked at me like, you fucking wanker. Yeah. And I thought, no, he's right. I am a, I am a wanker. Yeah. Can I have some fries, please? Yeah. And they brought the fries and they went, everything I said, any ketchup? <laughs> any vinegar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and could you get a bit, a bit of fish with that as well? <laughs> and if you might, if there is yeah. a lump of, is there a sausage yeah. back there anyway? Have, throw that they, in. have you got any gherkins? If you could bring those over, yeah. Or pickled eggs. Any yeah, pickled, pickled eggs? egg. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you can well have an Italian that. restaurant. You've got no pickled eggs. Once you've got the fish, you need the pickled egg to you cut need through. The pickled egg. Yeah. You know, you need the pickled egg, the mushy peas. They're like looking at me like I'm some yeah. sort of asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we chat, 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 and that I. The Were you sort of surreptitiously eating the chips, or did you just? Oh no, I was surreptitious. I was yeah. really like. I a felt, mouthful of salad. And I a felt chip. like I'd ordered a gram of heroin and was injecting yeah, it at the yeah, table. Yeah. It was like, avert your eyes. Yeah, what a what, yeah. wah, horrible. Yeah. He's eating fry, and he ordered ketchup. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, um, I at the appropriate moment, I pull out the old recording device. Right. right. And he goes, "No, no, I'm not ready for that yet." So I had to. Turn. What, what, I should have left it on. What had he been talking about? Axel. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so he was giving you, a, as they say, a back, background back, briefing. He was. Yeah. But there was method to his menace. And um, the interesting thing I found was that he, one thing he did confide, which I don't know if he realised, um, you know, the impact it would have. For me, um, he said, um, you know, because I'd done that book on Axel in 2007 or whatever. Hmm which uh, had gone to town on explaining the actual, the real actuality. Well, not, anyway, put the boot in. And um, he said, you know, Axel was really upset with that book. I'm thinking, yeah. He goes, I said, what? He read it. He goes, he read every single word. Yeah. And he's still upset about Fuming. it. Fuming. Yeah. Fuming. Fuming. It's nine it? years later, yeah. ten years later, he's still upset. You know, well, it's actually. It, <laughs> it is believable. Yeah. Izzy once told me, after years and years in the democracy wilderness years, that one day he was in LA and he thought, you know, that fucker's just up the road. I'm going to get on my bike and go over there. Yeah. Out a push bike blue. or motorbike? I, I don't know, but maybe a motorbike. So he goes there with the big gates, presses the intercom, you know, all that stuff. Hey, man, it's Izzy. Let's him in. And he said, I'll tell you what, we had a great afternoon. It was fantastic. It was really good. It was so great to be friends again. He said, then I went home that night. He said, and then the next day he rings me. He said, and you can hear the paper rustling. He, 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 he's he been writing notes on a, and he goes, right, Izzy, I can't do the voice, but Izzy. So I just want to go through this with you. So back in 84, you said to oh, me, God. I'm going, oh, no. He goes, I kid you not, man. He goes, and it went on. Oh, no. Before you left in 91, you promised. You know, it's like, Jeez, yeah. dude, it's all gone now. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. It's yeah. gone. I left 10 years ago, yeah, mate. Yeah. They've all left. Yeah. You're all right. Don't worry. Rustling paper. But in 89. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get on to that? Well, you were saying then Merck had said he... Oh, right. So he said, yeah, he, he read every word, really upset. I said, okay, well, um, and this was true. I said, this book is me recognising that I, I really, I had a lot of anger and hate at that point. The guy fucked with my life considerably for a time. Still goes on. Um and uh, I said, but this literally, I mean, I don't know if you know, there's a the dedication at the beginning of Last of the Giants is for Axel U1. Right, yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I'm trying to say, look, I get it. I, yeah. I finally get it. Yeah. Because all those years later, I had an autistic daughter. I started to understand more about 
some of the issues he may have, which had nothing to do with being a rock star. Um, and it was all like that, you know, and Mert was like, okay, okay. And it, it basically came down to this was, because I had that Axel book, I was selling it as my own e-book at the time on Amazon. Right, right. I was doing okay, you know. Yeah. He said, um, I, I forget how he, he tiptoed up to it, but the deal was, if I get that book withdrawn, he will give me the big interview. Well, Axel. No, no, Because no, right. Axel's already fired him years yeah, before. Yeah. He's now on the same shit list everybody else's. Yeah. Irvin, Sharon, me, you, Slash, everybody. And um I I I took him up on it. I couldn't I couldn't get the paperback withdrawn, obviously. No. no. But I did withdraw the ebook and I told him this and all the rest of it. And it was okay. Call call me on Tuesday at five. Right, yeah. I can't right now. Call me on Friday at five, whatever. Now I'm off to New York tomorrow. You know, and it, it, this went on for a few weeks, and I thought, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. He's played me like a violin. Uh, yeah. Um, but by that point, I'd already kind of worked without it anyway. I mean, he's still in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I I found him to be enormous. This is a, the lunch in 2016, the last time I saw him face to face. He struck me as having zero sense of humour. Oh. Now I don't know if it's because he hated my guts. Yeah. But as far as I know, there was no reason to, other than his absolute obsession to reconnect with Axel, and maybe if I you know like get Mick Wall's head chopped off. That will be my, see what I did for you. Can I come back and talk to you? Which, of course, never works for Axel yeah. or, or people that suffer the same malaise. Um, but, yeah, he played me like a violin. Wow. He played me like a Perspex violin yeah. in Yes in 1983. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. But nevertheless, when I heard about his recent troubles... You know, I shed a tear. <laughs> I shed a tear from my if glass If only I eye. could invest in the hypnosis fund. Well, I did think about offering yeah. him a lifeline. You know, I've got, I've got SEK money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or Merck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, uh, yeah. Yeah, you see. Take a couple of shares with that, couldn't you? <laughs> wonder what band out of the great list you could buy a bit of with your SEK money. Wow. Well, anyway. Maybe a bit of Nicky Six. <laughs> why is Nicky Six I on? I don't know. No, 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 because he wrote the songs. But I'm just, oh, so it'd be what? Girls, girls, girls? I could see that turning up I in Shrek or something. I don't know. I don't know. Who or knows? TikTok. Who knows? Well, we're supposed to know. You're supposed yeah. to know. I don't know. Oh. I've gone into this whole thing not knowing. <laughs> So that's kind of like most things. Yeah, it's though, like most it? things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, to slightly change tack on this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of LA, when we were talking about what we were talking about, yeah, we were talking about Merck. Blah, 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 blah. You you said Little Angels. Oh no, no, God bless you. <laughs> you said oh, I've got to tell you this story. <laughs> what was it related to? I don't know. Oh, you no, because got... you were talking about the guy with no. What was it? You said you were in LA. Oh no, I know that bit, but how do we, how do we got there? Oh, I don't know. You said did you did you go to the gig or? Oh, you said you didn't go to the gig. You, and that's when I went. Ah, oh, that. Oh, that's me. yeah, that's right. That was when we were discussing another order of business, and I said, I know what will happen on that particular night. <laughs> you will say to the particular person whose name we can't mention. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll come. I'll come to your show tomorrow. <laughs> And then you'll spend all the next day trying to work out how to get out of it. No, see, that's very harsh, John. I, yeah. I'm all about uh, accommodating talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want me at that show, yeah. I am at that show yeah. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but not when you've got home and you've got to drive back in again. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the challenge. And then you sp- it sparked you into life. and you It were like, did, oh, talking about gigs that you didn't necessarily yeah. go to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But you pretended to. <laughs> there was a famous occasion, um, and uh, in Los Angeles, I'm going to say about 1990, 
and um, it was a usual thing. You know, I was there anyway, and and little angels came to town. And um, so Ross shot them, I'm sure. I don't know. I think so. And I interviewed them. We spent the day going around L.A. and great stuff, lots of stuff. And then um, they were doing a gig like, a couple of nights later. I don't know, the Roxy or somewhere. I don't know, Whiskey. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, no, oh, yeah, I'm there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The Roxy. <laughs> and then come the day. Yeah. It, 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 it was unavoidable. Yeah, you had a game of tennis to play. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. But it, it did end up being unavoidable that yeah. I had to miss the show. <laughs> I was having a drink with someone. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. In, inevitably, somebody in a band. And um, uh, I was at the Sunset Marquee. Yeah, and you'd be sitting at the bar or by the pool. <laughs> go, should we get now? Nah, should we just get another one here? They'll be all right. They won't mind. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm too pissed to yeah, go. Let's now. just get another one here. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, what are, yeah, yeah, you were great. I mean, what yeah. do they want? You know, yeah, they're on the fucking cover. I've done the yeah. story. Yeah, and, just stay here. And also, Ross calls me. Goes. You ain't going to that stupid gig, are you? I said. Well, I was thinking about it. Yeah, the one, I, the one I've spent the last twenty minutes saying I'm definitely going to. <laughs> He goes, I said, why? He goes, oh, Coverdale wants us to go for sushi. And I went, okay, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so me... So seeing the little angels at the Roxy... Yeah, or the whiskey or, or somewhere the whiskey like that. Or wherever it was. Tropicana. Yeah, some place you had to make an effort to get to. Or going just up the road to have sushi with David Coverdale. And Presumably Ross. with old Cov in the chair. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Yeah. Michael. Michael, yes. Do you like... Platinum credit card. Do you like sashimi? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I went and had sushi and, as usual, laughed my arse off. Because in those days, Ross would still have a drink now and again. And when he did, he would be quite funny until he passed out. Yeah. Um, And Coverdale, once you got... He was never... He was always... He was always Coverdale-esque. But there would be a, a little moment where you could kind of just get past that a little yeah. bit and have a bit of a laugh. And I think by then he'd broken up with Tawny. Right. So there was, can you imagine Ross, you know. <laughs> I always said yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a slut. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ross. <laughs> Didn't she used to <laughs> shag? Name of famous yeah. person, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway. I go back home and I write the story. It's a beautiful story. It's on the cover. It's all wonderful. I say they're just fucking wonderful. I mean, I've done, I've reviewed singles by them and so I always said they were good, you know. And, because um, they were. And, uh, story comes out, yada, yada. Next thing, there's an official complaint being put in by their manager. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Hang on. An official complaint. Did we accept official complaints? <laughs> was that a thing? One. Was that a thing on correct? Well, what Jeff told did me. Did we have a complaints department? Oh, Mick, I need a word. Yeah. yeah. What was their manager's name? I don't know. It says it all. I, um, I, t- I should remember it. So I remember them. They were a nice bunch of blokes. They they were the band who had the other person who was called Bruce Dickinson. Oh, that's it, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, you also had to distinguish. That's very unfortunate, yeah, isn't well, it? Yeah, yeah. You should have changed his name. Yeah. You should have done. Yeah. Like a Forsyth. <laughs> I'm saying you should have been, have been Forsyth brilliant. Dickinson, yeah. you see. That would have been amazing. A reader uh, communicated with us. We're getting a lot of communications from readers. And like an idiot, I, I, I want to use their names. I haven't got them on this screen. We will use the combined technology next time, and I will have their names. But um, uh, uh, what are we talking about? Bruce Force. Oh yeah, it's, it's honestly like going to visit <laughs> someone in some sort of care home. <laughs> I was thinking of Bruce Dickinson and that. That you would your famous Bruce Forsyth impersonation. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They love it. They, they said it reminded say. them of, and this is an old program from the 80s but um alas smith and jones <laughs> you know when they used to do those head-to-head models? yes i do yeah yeah well apparently there was one where they were guy i forget the preamble but it's like yeah all the greats you know um i don't know who the greats would have been morecambe and wise uh no, no it was like you know of singing it was like oh. you know 
Elton John. You know. Sinatra. Yeah. When I go Frank, I go Sinatra. Yeah. You know, I go, you know, uh, Rod. You know, Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then I go Bruce. You know, it's yeah. Forsyth. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. One yeah. of the, one of the, oh no, you go, and then there's the boss. They went, oh yeah, the boss. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Forsyth. <laughs> and he, he is the rightful boss. Yeah. Or he, was. He was yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, they had the guy called Bruce Dickett, but they were—I can't. Oh, he was very their serious, was. though. I can't remember who their manager was. Mm, I can't either. I remember, Toby was the singer. I, I met Toby many years later because this is what early, very early nineties. Yeah. Um, and a, a classic rock awards thing in in about I'm going to say 2010. I don't yeah, know when it was. When you were at your peak. <laughs> I was fucking banned from going. Yeah, I know, I know you were. Sharon Osbourne yeah. told them that Ozzy wouldn't turn up if I was there. Yeah. As if Ozzy. As if Ozzy could well, fuck. Actually, yeah, yeah. And, and it was all about, because Don Arden had died and I'd written an article for the Daily Mail. Right, well, fair enough. The country's leading, leading, leading tabloid news For rock obituaries, yeah. That's right. They absolutely didn't want all the stuff about him holding people out of windows and things. I, I think they I, didn't want that. They, they didn't want. You don't want yeah, that. We no. talk about Don Arden. Yeah, holding people out of windows yeah. is not the first. Going thing into you think going of. into meetings and putting gun on the table. They didn't. They didn't want that. No, they didn't they, want that. Yeah. Or I was talking about when um, I think in the article I talked about when Miramax made an offer uh, to turn the book into a movie. And what I, I can't remember who, how I got this information. Probably my agent. He said they've offered three million dollars, <laughs> and I went right. Yeah, yeah. And, and my cut was, I think, like twenty five percent. And um, literally that later that day, I had to go and see Don, and we're chatting, and he goes, he he, he turned the face on me, the face that so yeah, many the face of I hadn't seen it before because he was yeah. so hilarious. I'd be yeah. laughing. But he looked at me and he gave me the face and he went, so how much do you actually want for the film rights? I'm thinking, well, I'm like, well, just, just, what says, just what it says in the contract, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he gave me the, he gave me those yeah. steely eyes and I thought, I'm not getting a penny, am I? Yeah. And, um, and I didn't. And, yeah. and they never made the movie anyway. Because yeah. Harvey Weinstein used to work for Don. Don got him started. Oh, Jesus. Because yeah. Harvey started as a rock promoter. Right. In the 70s. Wow. Yeah. You can do ELO for me, mate. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah. Don't know where we got that one. But um, what were we saying? Managers. Mm. Little Angels. Official complaint had gone in. Yes. Yes. I think that, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, it was like I just. What were they it was complaining like about? Moore, it was what like were they the, complaining about? I don't fuck it. Well, because I, because I didn't go to the gig. Yeah, did you not tell them where you did go? Yeah, I said I had no. I, yeah. No, I said I had a, 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 I was unwell. You know, Jeffrey <laughs> yeah. Bernard is unwell. Yeah, and will be unable to join you this evening at the Troubadour yeah. or wherever. But is over at the really expensive. Yeah. Sushi on Beverly Hills <laughs> with his old mate, old Carl. Yeah. You see, who wouldn't? I mean, you'd have done. You would have done that. Of course, I would. I mean, yeah. anyone would have done. Do you want to see the gig, or do you want to go for a really nice meal in Beverly Hills with David so Coverdale? Yeah. I mean, in your case, it would have been like Marino and Lisa. Yeah, well, I'd still go. I know you would. Yeah. <laughs> you'd make no bones. No, you bones wouldn't even lie about no. it. No. Well, you say, well, I would be at the gig, boys, but I, you know, dinner first with Marino and yeah. Lisa, and then we, yeah. Have you got any further with your plans for you and Lisa to present the <laughs> breakfast show on GB that, News? That was, this was entirely. I listened back to that podcast. I don't even know where it came from. Some rant from you about trying to deflect from the fact that you had become a GB News <laughs> correspondent oh. and saying that I should be on them. Well, well think, why would I be on them? Yeah, you and Lisa, you'd be the ultimate well, power couple on the breakfast show. Right, yeah, I'm sure that's really what GB Hughes want. I think it could be. You know, yeah. You're underselling yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't undersell yourself, okay. John. Don't do that to yourself, you okay. know. You've got talent. Needs yeah. nurturing. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, and so any other business to add to our uh, wide brief here? Today? No, I don't think so. No. All right, in which case we will bid you a fond adieu. 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 And we will wish you well. Goodbye. How do I stop this, Fern?